episode 46 of the Energy Edge podcast. Hey, my name's Stephen Skinner, author of The 100 Times Life. And what do you need for 100 Times Life? You need more energy. So you are in the right place by listening to the Energy Edge podcast. Welcome to the Energy Edge podcast, where we believe if you desire to get the absolute most out of your work and life, then finding your energy edge is a must. The Energy Edge Podcast will help you learn to leverage your everyday major activities into an energy advantage so you can work and live at an optimal level. So let's begin. Welcome to the Energy Edge Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Paul Buckley. And one of the coolest things I love about the Even Number episodes is, well, you guessed it, it is interviews and it's meeting some incredible people. It's truly an honor to have about 30 or 45 minutes with someone and I'm such a student and a fellow development junkie as well so I enjoy that time to get to know them and hopefully you benefit from those conversations as well. In a few minutes, we'll be joined by David Vasquez, who I met in the IoT industry. IoT stands for Internet of Things. We clicked immediately as communicators, business professionals, and high performers who are, well, business travelers. We discuss how he handles the work-home balance, traveling internationally, staying in contact with his family when he travels, productivity, and health. And you guessed it, it's go time. David Vasquez is the Director of International IoT Business Development and a global communications services provider. With almost two decades of experience in telecommunications and a passion delivering digital, he engages clients all over the world to help define their connected device and IoT strategy while remaining focused on growth and customer experience. David is located in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. He lives with his wife, two daughters, and zero pets. Lifelong baseball fan, runs, skis, hikes, cycles, and loves a good beer. Well, hey, David, thanks for joining the Energy Edge podcast, my friend. How are you? I am good, man. How are you? I'm doing well, and you know what? I'm talking to you a little different time zone. Where are you located? I am based in Amsterdam in the Netherlands, so that's uh, nine hours ahead of the West Coast, six hours ahead of, ahead of the East Coast. And seven hours <clears throat> to your buddy in Chicago. So you moved over to the Netherlands how long ago? Um, about It was uh, March uh, last year, early March last year. And work took you there, correct? Uh, my wife's work actually uh, took us there, and I was lucky enough to, uh, you know, find a job within my uh, my brand, uh, my company, and uh, continue to work for them out here. So it's uh, I got lucky. Good for you. So how much more do you travel now that you are on the other side of the pond, on the Europe side of the world, compared to when you were U.S. based? Well, if you ask my wife, she said <laughs> nice. I actually travel all fifty two weeks, uh, but the reality is that I think my total, um, my total days on the road are less than before, but I still average uh, three trips a month and then a two to three days per trip versus four to five days per trip when I was in the U.S. Okay, so at least the number of days that you're gone are less, just the same number of potentially the same number of weeks, correct? That's what it feels like. <laughs> and I like how your wife precludes as far as how much you travel. My wife often says, yeah, my husband lives in, in Chicago on the weekends. And uh, that's, that's what it feels like. And I, I really, what I love about your story too, 
as a business traveler, David, is just your connection with home. So kind of let's dive into that a little bit here. Um, obviously, when you travel and, um, and you've got a wife and your kids, how old are your kids? Uh, five and three, going on 12. <laughs> nice. So how do they handle when dad leaves for that period of time? How do you handle that? Well, you know, they, um, they're definitely part of the equation. Uh, you know, we're a tight uh, little crew. And since I've been traveling, literally since before they were born, uh, they're involved in the decision. So, for example, um, you know, two to three days before, I am actually telling them, hey, on this day, um, I will be here when you wake up or I won't be here when you wake up. And I will call you before you go to bed on FaceTime or I'll be home to put you to bed because I land early. So they, um, they, they, they also travel with us when we're in holiday. So they, they have a really good idea of what it is to leave your house, to go to an airport, to jump on a plane, to, you know, and show up in another part of the world or another city in whatever country. So they're definitely part of it. And that makes it a, a little bit uh, easier. Well, and it's great that they get a visual of where dad is and understand your routine. I know my kids always like that. One of the first things they want to see is show me your, your hotel room, dad, you know, and my son is, you know, he's six. Show me the, the picture of your, uh, your rental car. Um, you know, just all of that. So that includes them into the world. And I love that about you, David. So any, any first day routines that you have when you travel, I know you you do something different. So let's unpack that a little bit. Yes. So, uh, quite a few. So, you know, number one, you just mentioned, you know, right. The questions that your kids will ask you like, Hey, show me your, show me your rental car, show me your room. Well, um, I travel with a, I think it's called a clothesline pin, uh, which my, uh, my five-year-old made for me, his name is Peg Daddy. And, you know, it's just this little character and it's nice. kind of like flat Stanley. So, I, as I travel, I actually take pictures of Peg Daddy uh, in all these different uh, cities that I'm at. Uh, I try to target, you know, uh, some sort of monument. So geographically, I can tell him where he's been and interesting things uh, that my kids will get a kick out of. So, you know, that's one of my routines. Um, another one, if I can, I try not to leave uh, to the airport before 10 in the morning. Uh, okay, wait, wait. you're allow- telling me you don't leave first thing in the morning. So t- tell me why. I try. Okay. Well, uh, tomorrow is a bad example. I, I, I'll, you know, I, I'll be out of the house at in a quarter to six. But if I can, I try not to leave before 10 in the morning because that allows me to be home for my wife. So I can take care of the kids, make breakfast, get them dressed get them dressed again after they spill their entire breakfast on top of their top. No, not for a five and three year old David. That sounds made up, man. <laughs> I wish, I wish. Uh, but it's really good because then I can, you know, tell my wife, listen, tomorrow I don't leave too early. So do what you have to do. I've got breakfast, you know, I've got the, you know, the school routine and it's, and it's really good. And uh, also let the kids know again, that this is part of the plan. Tomorrow I get to help out. And so, you know, that's another routine that definitely uh, helps me out. And what a benefit Um, and blessing that is to your wife, I'm sure, huh, David, for her to be able to have that before you head out of Dodge, when you can do that? Well, Brian, the brownie points are priceless. I'll tell you that much uh, when (laughs) when I can tell her, you know, when I get to do this, um, because we, we live by the calendar. Uh, you know, she's also busy. Uh, she's an executive at her company. She travels, uh, so, you know, uh, 
quite a bit as well. So to be able to have that coordination, I actually I give her a lot of credit because she she definitely uh, keeps me honest with the time management. Well, and that's that's huge. So I love that as far as when you get out of Dodge, that uh, you're really trying to be sensitive to the time zones when possible. Obviously, it doesn't always work out that way, especially in the sales industry. So what are the routines that you have? So when you land, I know you've got a very regiment routine that you try to live by. What does that look like the rest of the day on your first day of travel? So um, the I guess the, the, the best examples I can give you is when I travel uh, from Amsterdam to the U.S. Um, and when I do, that's either um, uh, the East Coast or the West Coast. Again, you know, nine and six hour difference. So um, I try, so number one, um, there's, I, I'm offline, right? I don't go on the Wi-Fi. So I actually grab my inbox, go by alphabetical order, and I try to archive, delete, or respond to as many emails as I can because I won't be interrupted. I'm offline. There's no chat. There's no phone calls. There's no other emails. There's nothing coming in. So that is one of my routines. Um, another one, um, once I land and I check in, I go exercise, whether that's going to a soul cycle, you know, a spin class, or just running if the weather is fine. Um, I, I have to do that when traveling across all these time zones. Um, dinner, no later than 7 p.m., back in the room by 8 o'clock, iron my clothes, get ready for the next day, and in bed by 8.30 or 9. I, 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 that is my religion. And that's obviously critical too, David, because if you are traveling across multiple time zones, and especially if you're heading back in time, if you know, that's, it's got to be big for you to be able to stay on as much as you can, your own routine, especially with, with uh, time zones and jet lag. So how do you handle that um, your first day? The, so traveling to the West Coast, oh, that first day, so you know, I, I will land you know, between 11 and 2 p.m. So I, unless it's a friendly person, either a colleague or customer that I've met with before, I try not to schedule anything the day I land. And if I do, uh, it's usually a dinner and I give them heads up like, listen, I'm going to be pretty tired, so don't expect high energy. Um, but, the, but the next day, you know, I'm fine because uh, if I get, um, and I do, if I get my eight hours of beauty sleep and a large uh, venti coffee from Starbucks, I am good to go. As good as a firecracker the next morning. <laughs> nice. And um, that much sleep is a beautiful thing, right? To get your beauty sleep. So <clears throat> let's talk a little bit more about kind of what draws or creates energy for you when you're on the road. Can you give me some examples of things that create or draw energy for you? Yeah, um, I'll go with the draining first. Um, so, you know, in a way, um, my job requires, let's just say, supporting uh, some of the sales uh, people. And something that drains the life out of me are uh, showing up to a meeting where either not everyone has a clear role or there's not a clear direction as to what the prospect or client uh, needs or wants or what they want to find or, you know, what they would actually find valuable. Uh, that's draining. And, and something I do to combat this is that at the first request of my support and my time and my attention to, you know, participate in these meetings, um, I ask to allow me to collaborate on my portion of the agenda directly with the client 
because it either makes the meeting better or saves me from having to attend because if it's not properly qualified, they won't put me in touch with the client in the first place. So that's I, that, that's how I handle that. And that's good because, I mean, that would be draining to anybody who just even shows up an hour away, let alone, you know, <laughs> nine hours from a time zone factor with there. Anything else that drains you or just kind of consumes energy for you when you're traveling? Um, uh, delays and reroutes. Uh, it doesn't happen often. But when you're traveling every week, you know, it's an, it's a numbers games. Uh, it's, uh, it's going to happen. And, and, and I think it's, but to be honest is because it's out of my control, I, I feel that it drains me if it impacts a customer on the other side. Sometimes, you know, they understand it and it's easy to rearrange. So no harm done. But when that happens and then the customer cannot, you know, rearrange his or her schedule, it's, uh, it's pretty draining. That's a really good point, too, because especially if you cannot reschedule it, you feel like the owner John there and just jacks up the schedule. And really, it's almost like a head game, doesn't it, within your day? Yeah, no, I, I, without a doubt, because it's, you know, it's, it's, disappointing. it's disappointing. And don't get me wrong, like the clients get it, you know, you don't, you know, the, the plane got grounded or there's a storm system or, you know, a strike, they get it, but it's still, I, I kind of take it personally. So it's, it's, it's quite draining when it happens. You and me both, my friend. What about what creates energy or draws energy for you when you're on the road? Well, I'll warn you, it's going to sound cheesy, but it's really, yeah, it's my wife and my kids, man. Uh, every trip, every meeting, good day or bad day on the road is just better because I just know, I feel that I work for them. I work for my family and that's know, awesome. to, take a quick look at, to take a quick look at my phone, not while in the meeting, that's rude, but you know, after the meeting, we're going to the restroom and looking at my family and knowing that I'm going to FaceTime with them before bedtime or or uh, or play with my tie. My, I have a thing where uh, if I'm wearing a tie, the kids take turns picking the tie. And yes, I do take the nicer ones so that they don't send me with the uh, Christmas ties in the middle of the summer. Nice, but, you know, nice. <laughs> knowing, uh, you know, knowing that they're part of it, uh, just absolutely, uh, you know, just it, it, keep, it keeps me going. So it's definitely my family. Well, and having the flat Stanley character, what was his name again? Uh, his name is Peg Daddy, P-E-G Daddy. Man, that's awesome, Peg Daddy. And having him there and looking for those little opportunities, it's gotta, that's got to go a long way too, David. So let's talk a little bit more about just home. How do you stay connected? Obviously, you've got a routine with your family before you leave to make sure they understand why dad's leaving and, and that, which I absolutely love. And while you're away, is there any other things that you do to stay connected with your family? Um, uh, yes. So the, you know, I, I am lucky enough that, um, I'm in a situation where there's work that I need to get done and there are deadlines as to when this work needs to get done. But ultimately I'm, I'm mostly in control of when I do it. So to use the last 24 hours as an example, um, I had, a few documents that I needed to read, and there was some information that my colleagues in Japan, who are seven hours ahead of me, they needed to have when they got to the office this morning. That means that when my kids went to bed last night at eight, I started to work, and I didn't stop until one in the morning last night. But doing that 
working last night enabled me to have the morning somewhat open. And I was able to take my kids, it's their second week of class, so there's a lot of orientation. So I actually went with them, talked to their teachers, you know, went to the, you know, went to the nurse, make sure they had everything they need. And it feel, and this is what I feel of, uh, you know, being home. Like my kids know that when I'm home, we're going to be doing things together, even if it's just, again, showing up at their school. So I think that's a, you know, that, that's a good example. Well, and I love that because at the end of the day, you are intentional is probably the word that I'm picking up with you and the correlation between your family and home, even when you're not home of how do you maximize the time when you're home. And I mean, David, there's so many times I got mean, friends of mine. It's just, I feel like I actually have more time with my kids and I travel a ton than they do because it's the level of intentionality. So man, just mad kudos um, to you for that. We'll be back for the remainder of the interview with David Vasquez after this short break. Hi, this is Terry Crawley, co-author of Sleeping Your Way to the Top. And here is your sleep energy boost for today. It's no secret that diet quality influences sleep quality. In fact, sleep and diet enjoy a wonderful bi-directional relationship. A healthy diet supports healthy sleep, while healthy sleep supports a healthy appetite and healthy food choices. A well-balanced diet and making the time for sufficient sleep on a daily basis are a winning combination. Most of us are just plain tired. Our pace far outruns our energy, yet we just keep going. We quickly move from busy to beat down to burnout. And sometimes we pull this off by the end of the same day, and it's only Monday. What we need is a reminder there's another way, a kickstart to get us thinking and get us going in the right direction. 5MinuteEnergyKickstart.com offers three five-minute videos on the topics of sleep, nutrition, and fitness movement where a problem is discussed and two energy kickstart challenges are offered. Why? Because we all need a kickstart from time to time. The best part about it is the only thing it'll cost you is a few minutes of your time because the video series is absolutely free. So check out 5MinuteEnergyKickstart.com today. So for you, what is there anything that hijacks your energy specifically? I know you mentioned a couple of specific things. Is there like the one thing that go, man, this is this right here will just set me sideways on a trip faster than anything? Uh, yes, reading bad news in the morning. Um, so again, if I if if I have a morning meeting, yeah, I I stay away from my news feed um, because. Well, I don't know. I guess lately, um, <laughs> you know, the news are quite, uh, quite depressing uh, globally. Um, and honestly, it just, it's like a trigger. It really gets me in a, in a bad mood. Um, however, I recognize that the news are going to be there two, three, four, five hours later. Imagine so how that works, to, right? <laughs> I know. So I try to go about my day and be as positive as I can be, and then, you know, try to get depressed, uh, you know, as the, as the day wins on, I guess. <laughs> Gives you something to look forward to, right? Pretty much. That's awesome. So for you, David, what's at stake if you are not on or have energy while you're on the road? Uh, plain and simply, it's, it's family time. The, the least efficient I am when I'm on the road the more I'm going to have to work when I'm home and then I'm just going to miss out on family time. Uh, that's, that's pretty straightforward. 
So that leads to how do you handle not coming home exhausted then? Because obviously you're saying there's a direct correlation. If you are not using time wisely or not efficient and effective and productive on the road, then that obviously means you've got to spend more time at home doing that, which means less time for your family. So how do you avoid that? Well, I guess there's not avoiding it. You know, more often than not, by the time I get home, I am wiped out. However, if I get home uh, before my kids go to bed, and when I open that door, I have these two little uh, monsters just yelling, pa, 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 pa. Brian, <laughs> monsters. I tell you, I, I, it's, 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 it's weird. I mean, you, you've got kids, so you know the feeling. Yep. It's like all this, all this, there's a weight that is literally lifted off my shoulders, and I forget how tired I am because I am home. And they hug me, and it goes away. Um, now, on days when I come home and it's too late, they're sleeping. Honestly, I come in, I just throw my bag on the, in the living room and shower and go to sleep, kiss them before I go to sleep. And then the next morning, I'm okay. It's all about if I get my beauty sleep, you give me eight hours and I'll be good to go. You're a changed man. Sure. Yes. No doubt. So let's talk a little bit about sleep and nutrition and movements, because I know those are all values of yours. And we talked about the first night, but in general, how well do you sleep in a hotel room? And are there any tricks or um, little tweaks that you do to make sure that um, you get a good night's sleep? Uh, well, these are the, this is where people get scared uh, because of uh, habits. But so first of all, I feel I can sleep anywhere if it's dark. And just in case it's not dark, I always travel with a cheap uh, eye mask. That's a lifesaver for me. Uh, also, most of the folks on the road, you know, you, you might have a, a preference for a chain of hotels, which means you might be really, um, um, what's the word I'm trying to use? You basically know what that bed is going to feel like. You're going to know the height of that pillow. You know where the lamps, the lamp switches are. Yep, certain so expectations. Right. So I try to stick to basically, you know, try to sleep at the same chain or hotel because it feels like home in a way. Uh, so other than try to go to the same places and, you know, on an eye mask and then, you know, my pajamas and a, and a worn T-shirt, that, that's, all, that's all I need. And are they Peg Daddy approved jammies? Uh, yeah, they're just, you know, blue cheap pajamas. I mean, there's, uh, there's little horses on them. The kids probably picked it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nothing special about them. Pre-packed, pre-packed. So what about nutrition for you? How do you handle as far as eating wise? Cause I mean, obviously you've got two different ways that you travel. You've got your domestic travel, which is obviously Europe. And then obviously if you're heading to the other direction towards Japan or you're heading towards the States, um, how are you handling food and hydration and all of that? Uh, so first food really bad, man. Uh, I mean, I eat a lot, uh, but you know, I think I, uh, either exercise enough to balance it out. And when I'm not traveling, uh, I'm in Amsterdam, which means I am on a bicycle. I don't own a car. So the exercise helps. Uh, and, uh, but I, I'm not a good eater. Um, I, you know, I love to know different cities by, uh, by their food. And airport food is not necessarily uh, the best, but sometimes I don't really have another option. Um, Hydration-wise, that I don't mess around with. Um, I, I probably drink a gallon of water every single day, whether I'm traveling or not. 
I don't mess around with it. Okay, so let's, let's unpack that for a second here, David, because most people are like, well, if you're traveling, it's hard to get water, or when am I going to go to the bathroom, or all of that, and they'll have excuses. So why is that such important to you, and you value that so much? So, well, no excuses. You, everyone should have a, a nice uh, BPA-free, what have you, aluminum uh, bottle. You're saying you're you're helping the environment by not creating plastic garbage. You have a nice bottle that you can just refill. Uh, most countries in Europe, uh, the water is fine. You know, just tap water, go to the bathroom, fill it up, and keep going. Uh, it's not as um, I don't know as rough as you know some places in the uh, in the U.S. So I don't think there's an excuse for people not to be hydrated. Also, the more water you drink, at least in my experience. Uh, the less hungry you are during the day. So I, I just said that I eat bad, but I don't eat as much because there's a gallon of water in me at all times. Nice. And you have, if you were to have one meal that you feel like is catalyst for your energy for the day, what would you say that it is? Uh, uh, breakfast, no doubt. If I have breakfast, I'll go through dinner without any, eating anything else. But if I didn't have breakfast, uh, stay out of my way. Uh, I'm I'm not nice. I am hangry. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Not not a good thing. Even after a beautiful sleep, no. right? Even after beautiful, I, I gotta eat, man. Uh, even if it's quick, even if it's just a pastry, uh, I gotta I gotta have breakfast. And going back to movement, obviously your first day, you're talking about you know getting in a workout. What does a workout or any type of exercise look look like for you on the road? Uh, on the road, it, so the easy ones are running, and it's and funny enough, it's it's easier for me to wake up and literally get dressed and run when I'm on the road and when I'm home because again, I don't have uh, the family thing to to deal with. I can just get out of bed and go. Uh, so running is my go-to, but if I am in uh, Chicago, New York, uh, California, or any place with a uh, soul cycle, uh, which is this, you know, spin studio. I'm kind of addicted to them. And yes, there may or may not be a cult, but I go spinning. <laughs> nice. uh, I go to soul cycle and that's how I get uh, my workout done very early in the morning. And what do you see the benefits of exercise or the movement that you have with your energy for the day? Uh, yes, there, there's the physical activity, you know, you get your, your blood flowing, I guess. So there's that also, uh, mentally, um, we all have a choice as to what do you want to think about and what do you want to talk to yourself about as you run, as you're on the treadmill, as you're on the bike, as you're hiking. And, and I, and I use that a lot, especially when I have a, you know, there's a, I have a meeting first thing in the morning, I'm kind of getting into the, into the zone so that I can be the best for the people that I'm working with and for. That's good, man. Let's, let's dig into that a little bit. Cause obviously it's easy to just kind of go no brainer while you're doing exercise or listening to something else, but you're really trying to get the right mindset for the day ahead to maximize that day. Did I understand that correctly? Uh, yeah, 100%. Uh, it's, it's important. I think we owe it to ourselves as individuals and then to the people that you're uh, you know, trying to uh, do business with. It's, I think it's better for everyone. Any closing thoughts that you have for us, David, as far as those who are traveling and uh, just how important energy is and what they do and how that matters? I guess uh, two, two, two things. So, you know, number one, I guess to end it with exercise. Um, oh. 
we're not um we're individual animals and I, and I think you know we all have to do to, to be healthy on the road, we all have to get to know what works and what doesn't work, even if that's by trial and error or just reading or just, you know, listening to your podcast, right? So people have and, and to nice, And nice out. shameless plug there, man. I really appreciate hey, you throwing that in there. I'll take, uh, you know, 10 bucks cash. I'm a, I'm a cheap date. Easy. Um, so I think, uh, you know, I think that's, so that's, you know, that's one thought. And then, you know, the other one, um, to go, you know, double dip on the cheesiness here, a quote, uh, it's from Ralph Waldo Emerson. I actually just read it not even too long ago, but the quote is, it is one of the beautiful compensations in this life that no one can sincerely try to help another without helping himself. And, and Brian, to me, I think that's key into what you and I are doing because I feel, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to help Brian because, you know, uh, I know he's a good guy, but actually I think you ended helping me because there were things that I wrote down, especially about, you know, how I think about my family that, you know what, I don't necessarily tell them, but because of doing this podcast, that is my intention tonight. And I know the kids, they're going to go like, Papa, what are you talking about? Just give me more chicken or whatever it is. <laughs> nice. But, but I think, you know, my, my wife will, will get it. So you help me help you and then kind of help me by doing this. So I think those are my uh, closing thoughts, um, you know, help people and, you know, learn how, uh, how to best, um, you know, stay, uh, you know, do some sort of exercise, mental, physical while on the road to uh, make it more uh, bearable, I suppose. No, absolutely. No, and those are great words and I appreciate the encouragement on there. And that's the whole goal of the Energy Edge podcast is when we listen to this, that we walk away encouraged, motivated, inspired to do something that's going to give us energy. Well, maybe be more productive, to feel more energized for our family or to just ultimately do our best work. So I absolutely love that. So David, any, any ways that people can reach you or can find out more about you? Uh, yeah, so, you know, I'm on LinkedIn, and it's pretty easy. It's uh, you do the, the LinkedIn slash, and it's actually Innovate with David. Um, so nice. So pretty easy to find me there. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, more than happy to connect with, with folks like yourselves. You know, again, it's it's one of those, um, hopefully this, uh, you know, this or one of the other podcasts inspires someone. Uh, you know, sometimes you just got to listen or read one bit of, you know, of content to kind of get into a different mindset. And I think uh, you're doing an awesome job with this and hopefully people almost, uh, you know, pay it forward, right? You know, how do, uh, how do you create awareness? Uh, you know, there's this, there's this community that you're forming, that you're building, that you're part of. And, you know, there's many of us folks in the road. So uh, I think this collaboration is absolutely needed. Excellent. Well, David, man, I absolutely love anytime we get a chance to talk. I thank you for your time here to connect in conversation. And um, thank you really, really, really so much for your time and the information you gave to us today. Thanks, Brian, and uh, glad to help. Here's a preview of our next episode. Energy drinks. Have you ever had one? Do you like them? Well, we're going to discuss, do they really work? What's in them? What's the health risk? And a bunch, bunch more. So join us for that episode.
Thanks for making it to this point in the podcast. I want to thank David Vasquez for his time, and I truly hope you were challenged and encouraged by this interview. As always, we'll try and do better next time. Go and get your energy edge on today.